Welcome to episode 27 of Behaviorally Speaking, a podcast featuring board-certified behavior analysts, Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. On this episode, they'll talk about that uncomfortable but common feeling so many moms experience. Mom guilt. What is it? Where does it come from and what we can do about it? And now, here are your hosts, Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. Hello and welcome to our 27th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. I'm one of your hosts, Angela Nelson, a board-certified behavior analyst and mother of two. And I'm Kristen Bondi, also a board-certified behavior analyst and mother of three. Hey, Angie, how are you? I am good. Summer is kind of winding down here, and uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm, I know. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about kids going back to school. There's definitely pros and cons. I know. <laughs> yeah, we we already started school here, so we're we're way ahead of the group. We started on the 10th, August 10th, so we are... Really yeah. soon. I yeah, know. I feel We're like every back. year we talk about kids going back earlier and earlier. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not only earlier, but I think we mentioned, I don't know if it was you and I talking or we mentioned um, at, at some point on a podcast, but not only that, but my son starts school so early in the morning. And I think I was telling yeah. you that his bus comes at 6.40 in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, this oh my is gosh. nuts. And he insists on riding it too. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good life skill for when he's older, but it doesn't make things easy for you. No. My husband was like, this novelty is totally going to wear off. And by the end, like mid-school year, it's going to be, we're waking him up at six and he's going to be like, no, I'm going back to sleep. He's going to, yeah. then he's going to want the car line, which we can drop off later. So yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll see. Stay tuned. It, <laughs> we'll let you it know. just elongates your morning, right? Because you've got yeah. early, early, and then you've got two other kids that you have to right. cart off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a long morning. And we can't, yeah, we can't bring them all at the same time at that time of day because yeah. we can't drop off at daycare at, at 645. <laughs> I don't even think it's open that early. Maybe oh, 7, man. but definitely not 645. So, Well, yeah, I'll follow up with you in a couple of weeks and see if that's still uh, uh-huh. rocking and rolling. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, today we are going to talk about mom guilt or mommy mm-hmm. guilt, as it's sometimes known as. And when we were diving into this research, we kind of both know what that is from experience. We kind of feel it, but what is this exactly? So it's kind of, you know, going into the definition or quote unquote definition of this, it's it's kind of the feelings of guilt that women experience in relation to being a parent or being a mom or have, you know, in relation to their kids. And um, we know from the literature, too, that new moms are particularly susceptible to mom guilt. Um, That might just be because it's kind Mm -hmm. of novel or maybe haven't uh, had a chance to kind of process that and kind of move past that yet. But that's just something to, to kind of highlight. And some of the characteristics of mom guilt or common, I guess, uh, experiences is that um, there's some constant worry about making mistakes and kind of trying to get everything right. Um, and it kind of stems from some unrealistic ideal of being this quote unquote, perfect mother, perfect mom. So um, that is something that we hear quite a bit about in our work. And we're actually kind of cooking up some new ideas in terms of 
hosting groups um, with parents, mm-hmm. this being the very first kind of inaugural topic. But uh, yeah, mom guilt, gonna dive into it today. Yeah, this is such a good one. And it's it's one of those that's kind of undeniable. It's, it's there, it kind of sits kind of maybe below the surface for a lot of parents and, and moms mm-hmm. in particular. And, you know, it's not always talked about. So I'm glad that we're bringing it up. And, and today we'll talk about some some tips to understand it a little bit better. And then of course, you know, things that you can do. Um, so -hmm. just to dive a little deeper. So, um, one of the researchers, Dr. Brene Brown wrote an article talking a little bit about this. And she highlighted that there is a difference between guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's important to note that. And then, then that one can actually lead to one another. So Mm -hmm. an example of that might be, So feelings of mom guilt focus on your behavior. So you might say, or you might think, I don't spend enough time with my child, right? So that might be something you're thinking about, but then this focus is gonna lead to feeling of shame. So you might Mm -hmm. then think, well, man, I'm a terrible mom because I didn't spend that time. And so over time, if we just leave this unaddressed and we're always having these negative thoughts about not being that perfect mom, then it's really going to impact your mental fitness. So it's really important that we're talking about this and mm-hmm. and bringing it to the surface. Yeah, I like Brene Brown. I didn't. I, I know that she did a lot of TED talks, and I I didn't really think anything of her. And then I realized, oh my gosh, she's she's a researcher. She's legit. You know, she's <laughs> mm-hmm. a psychologist. I think it is. Um, but yeah, and she does a lot of research on this concept of, of shame. Um, but, and so it's interesting to draw connections to the parenting world and the mothering world in particular. It it was interesting because I was just doing some mindless, uh, social media scrolling the other day. And I saw this (laughs) thing that talked about how Kim Kardashian makes a point to spend 15 minutes of kind of quality one-on-one time with their kids. And she got totally bashed by all these other comments. And it's interesting. I'm, not pro or con, you know, Kim Kardashian. I'm, I'm just pointing out that um, a lot of people really clobbered her for saying that. Um, and it kind of ties into what we're talking about today because so many people say, oh, I'm not spending enough time with my kids. She's got this, I guess, objective measure of how much. But when you think about how many working parents, when you actually look at the number of minutes, the duration of time that we actually spend with our kids kind of uninterrupted quality time, I bet there are a lot of parents that don't clock at least 15 minutes mm-hmm. of, you know, one-on-one quality time. It's so it's just interesting how people are, you know, guilting people for that. And mm-hmm, we're right. just doing the best we can. And, you know, it's uh yeah, it kind of all goes into this idea of of mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about social media in a little bit <laughs> in one of the tips, but it is interesting that it's it's you know, everyone has a different belief and view on like what's what's right, you know, mm-hmm. in that, for example, it's like, well, 15 minutes could for one person might feel like a lot or too much. Someone else, it's like way too little. So yeah, there is no right answer here. So I think that's that's also important to note. Yeah. Kind of goes into that. Yeah. That what is that I- ideal mm-hmm. role of a mom? And, right, you know, right. sometimes you do, you're working three jobs, you could barely get 10 minutes with your kids and then mm-hmm. people make you feel pretty crummy you know, when you're just trying to survive. So Mm -hmm. it's tough. Um, One of the things that we wanted to point out too is dads are not immune to this. Um, Dads are doing more caregiving than ever before. 
Um, and so we we want to shout out the dads too. But for this particular podcast episode, and kind of due to the traditional gender roles and the fact that the liter- the research tells us that women are still doing the, you know, the majority of the caregiving. Um, we are going to be focusing on uh, the, the moms today. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it is, guilt is still, you know, in the research, more felt by, by moms as it relates to parenting. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, so diving a little bit deeper, let's talk a little bit about how it manifests. So we, we talked about what it is, we understand it, but how does this manifest? So how do we see this in, in moms? So first, it's important to note, well, everyone's different, right? So it's not going to present itself exactly the same across moms. But you might start to notice that um, you might be, uh, your, your mental health is declining, right? So you're not paying so much attention to your mental health. Or some moms might check out and kind of just zone through social media or scroll through social media and just kind of check out and feel overwhelmed and that they can't handle much or anything at that moment. And so we're just going to zone out. Other moms mm-hmm. might try to do it all. So it's it's that kind of superwoman um, complex, could we call it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But saying, I'm going to do everything and then not, and we've talked a lot about this before, but mm-hmm. not delegating and just saying, I can handle it. I can do it all. But then really it's, it's negatively impacting you in some way. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's negative coping. Some moms might might uh, use alcohol or overeating or, or withdrawing from the family, so maybe sleeping a lot. Um, and that's kind of a way of co- really coping strategies that are not the best. But those are yeah. some ways that we might see this manifesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think you're kind of highlighting an important point, which is this is really individualized. Parent, mm-hmm. uh, moms yeah. are experiencing this guilt in different ways and it, it kind of comes through in different ways and uh, we observe it you know uniquely so yeah it's uh, mm-hmm. this is a tough one you know one of the, before we dive into the tips one of the things that we wanted to highlight too is it's important to identify the source of this guilt and mm-hmm. maybe you know once you do that you can kind of challenge some negative beliefs um, or irrational beliefs, as we say in kind of the therapy world, right? So, is, you know, are my expectations even realistic, um, or is this coming from a judgy friend or a judgy family member, perhaps? You know, where is this? Where is this stemming from? Um, that's kind of getting at the root of this, the the problem here, and then we can kind of go forward and tackle it at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is really important to to take a step back and and think about okay, why why am I you know what's the what's the cause here, right? So like you said, mm-hmm. sometimes it is just somebody else got in your ear and and said, oh wow, I spend you know forty five minutes with my kids in the evening, and and you're yeah. like, wow, man, I'm I'm lucky to get four, <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's easy it's easy to really beat mm-hmm. yourself up over that. So I think if you can get to the root of it and say, oh, you know what, it's it's my neighbor, <laughs> that's the issue. So what are my expectations and, and um, you know, what how, what can I do about it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that one's so important. Okay, so we, we went through and we, we've got some tips, and, and these are kind of tips, but also just like various ways that you might see your mom guilt kind of coming to the surface. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about those, some of the things that might cause mom guilt, and then what you can do about it. So one of the big ones that I hear a lot, so the first one um, going back to work, right? So this is always a really tough decision for yeah. parents, for moms in particular. And 
it's it's hard and there's no right answer on when should I go back to work? Should I go back to work? And so that question comes up a lot, but once a parent or a mom makes that decision, I'm going to go back to work, there's a lot of guilt that's associated with that. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest tips here would be remember your purpose for working. So I talk with lots of moms and they love their job, right? So I love my career. I love my job. That's my purpose. I feel like I'm, I, I really want to do that and I want to be a mom. So I'm going to do both and I'm going to make it work. So when you get into those moments of feeling really guilty that maybe you're working and someone else is not and they're, they, they're seemingly spending more time with their kids than you are, sometimes it's helpful if you remember, okay, why am I working in the first place? Yeah, I love that. I, I remember when I went back to work, someone actually said to me, why are, are you okay with someone else raising your kids? And oh. um, <laughs> and I know that other moms hear that and mm-hmm. that's not really the way that I saw it. And I, right. I, I don't know, I think that to kind of take a step back and ask, yeah, ask yourself, you know, why am I going back to work? You know, what is the purpose for me um, and, and for me personally, it was, you know, I spent a lot of time going to graduate school and mm-hmm. doing internships and, and really pouring a lot of my effort in my early adulthood life into the work that I'm doing. And I actually really love it. And I want to be able to continue to preserve that part of who I am in, in addition to being a mom. So and I felt for myself, yeah, the purpose what I, I felt good and I, I drew a lot of kind of positive reinforcement and motivation from my work. And that actually translated into me being a better parent because I felt good about myself. I felt like I contributed to society in in the mm-hmm. way that I felt was important for me to do. And yeah, and then that just kind of gave me a little bit more balance um, so that I personally felt like I could be a better mom. That's just my own personal you know, uh, mm-hmm. experience and not everyone is gonna share that, but um, yeah, I think just remembering your purpose, that's really, really important um, kind of to, to kind of evaluate before you get back into the swing of things. Yeah. It's funny you say that makes me a better mom because I actually hear that one a lot. So, you know, part of my role at my job is talking with working moms mostly. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's one of the main things parents might, moms might say, oh, well, you know, it actually, I feel good about myself. I feel good about my day and I'm actually a better mom <laughs> because of it. So I think that's, you know, that's a really great reason why. And mm-hmm. of course, you know, the obvious here, financial reasons, right? So many people might go back to work for, for financial reasons and that's totally okay. So yeah. I think really it's about accepting it. I'm going back to work, this is why, and, and feeling okay doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so the next one here is thinking about quality versus quantity of time um, mm-hmm. spent with kids. I know we've talked about this in various ways across different podcasts, but. This one comes into play and I think is very appropriate for this discussion. Um, we And I mentioned it a little bit earlier too with the whole you know 15 minutes of uninterrupted time, right? Um, that's a big source of stress for a lot of parents is their moms in particular beating themselves up over not spending enough time with their kids. And mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have that time to spend because we're, we're working a lot, we're trying to pay bills, kids are at school, kids are at sports, you know, and in right. today's society, everybody's just go, go, go. And you don't really have the time to sit down and just, you know, be, be together for long stretches of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you do, which is great. But if not, you know, 
one of the things that we talk a lot about with families is, well, if you don't have that time, you are struggling to make ends meet. Let's say if we're working a lot of jobs, you got to cart your kid off here and there. Think about quality time that you can spend. So maybe it is less, you know, it sounds crazy, but honestly, I, I, I imagine a lot of families probably would say this is true for them. You know, if you don't have a good 15 minutes to, you know, of time to spend with your kids, then make the time that you are with them worth it, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. make it quality time. I think for me, the biggest is when we're in the car driving to volleyball practice or basketball practice. So that's the time where you talk about how the day went, talk about things going on with friends, um, things that they're excited about. So having that, making that time, and I guess for a lot of parents, it's kind of killing two birds with one stone, right? So you already have to do the commute or you already (laughs) are sitting down at dinner, make it worth it. Or, you know, we try to do some good quality snuggle time at the end of the day, reading and kind of sitting down and talking. And that's really, really precious time that I try to protect and not, you know, let things creep in and and take that away. Um, And so that does make me feel a little bit better knowing that I didn't just have transactions with my kids mm-hmm. throughout the day and it was just very fleeting, but you know, I didn't have a ton amount of time with them. But what I did have is some some good pockets of quality time. And I and I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Yeah. I love that. So I um, I have my oldest with me. He gets home from school earlier, so I always have him with me. But obviously, I'm still working, so I don't really spend a lot of time with him. I'm kind of like, go do your homework, have a snack, mm-hmm. you know. But after that, I have him with me to go pick up the other two kids from daycare. And we recently started this game, which is fun, but also a little dangerous, I will say. Um, when I know. What is it? So when we're driving to... <laughs> everyone is on the edge of their seats right now wondering, where is she going with this? Well, I'm very curious. You piqued my interest, Kristen. <laughs> so when we're driving, um, buckled in, of course, um, we look at... So he really loves cars and like, okay, that's a Ford. It's a Chevy. It's a, you know, a Volkswagen. And so mm-hmm. as we're driving, we try to shout out like as many cars as we can see like coming. So we're going with oncoming traffic and it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's a Ford. It's a Chevy. It's, you know, and we try to get him every, as many as we can in a row and mm-hmm. he loves it. And it's, it's a 50, it's, it's actually kind of far to our daycare now because we moved. So it's about a 15 minute drive. And I mean, it's like the best probably 15 minutes of his day. So he loves it. And so, and then on the way home, it's, it's, you know, I've got three in tow. So it's a whole different experience. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm feeding crackers (laughs) to the back, you know, and they're making silly faces at each other. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, that's, you know, I feel good about it because I'm like, you know, he's, his cup is full today just for those, you know, 10, 15 minutes that we're driving. You know, and that, you know, it's really special for him because that special Mm -hmm. time that he gets just with you, it's one-on-one, you know, he loves it. And I think it's good that you're reminding yourself that this, that you're feeling good about it too, right? You're, you're reminding yourself that this is something special that you're doing as a parent and kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. it it helps to kind of combat any guilt. Like, Hey, I'm doing something great that my kid loves and acknowledging that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so the third tip, I think this one we've probably all heard, even Mm -hmm. though it's really, really difficult, and I'll admit (laughs) for myself as well, um, to to take what you see on social media with a grain of salt, right? So not everything is as it seems on social media. And Mm -hmm. I'll leave it it at that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
that's it's really, all you really need to say. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's it not as it seems. That's it. Um, yeah. But really, I think it's whether it's celebrities that you're following or influencers in some way. I mean, they're influencers for a reason. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they're going to influence you in some way and good or bad. And so I think it's always important to to think about your own values and not compare yourself to someone that you might see has, you know, is doing something that you're thinking, man, I I wish I could be doing that. You Mm -hmm. and I have talked about this a lot, Angie. I mean, we're both working moms and there are times when I might see one of my friends who's home for the summer and, and they're posting all these really cool things about all these things they're doing and and I'm Mm -hmm. over here working and my my child's playing Legos and I'm not spending a whole lot of time with him and and that's it you know and I'm like wow man it would have been really cool if we could have went to the zoo today or you know over Mm -hmm. here in in Florida we've got bush gardens which is a really cool little park but it's like you know I can't do that but it's so it's difficult so it is hard not to compare yourself to your friends and and people on social media that might be doing it but at the end of the day, we can kind of go back to the first two tips. It's like, well, right. remember why you're working or if you are and remember that sometimes quality is, is better than quantity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's good. It's just a good reminder in general too. people put their best foot forward on social media and they mm-hmm. choose their best pictures that, you know, yeah. shine them in the best light and it doesn't encompass the 20 minutes afterwards where there was a tantrum or, you know, a meltdown. And <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, it's like you kind of have to just create your own, what works for you and your family and um, use social media at a distance. Like, oh, that's fine. Good for them. Cool. You know, but not get too, you know, glued into it, I guess. Yeah. And it's funny because there's, um, if anyone here listening has multiple kids, you know, you always get, when you take pictures, you always get one looking, the other one's looking away. I mean, it's it's just a miracle if you get everybody staring at the camera, smiling. <laughs> yeah. And there it was, there was one, my sister is, um, just loves to edit photos and she's a big Photoshop fan and I don't even know how to use it. But one time I had sent her a picture and I was like, man, I was like, uh, Parker's looking in this picture and Caitlin's looking in this picture and I just wish they were both looking. And she's like, send them to me. I can fix that. <laughs> and oh. she did. She totally edited the photo. So they're both looking. It looks great. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. But that's right there, a clear indicator. And that was not real. <laughs> it wasn't real life. But yeah. I posted oh, wow. it on Facebook and it looked real, right? So so it's yeah. so there's lots of things that you can do now <laughs> with editing yeah. to make it look yeah. a little bit better. But like you said, there was probably a few tantrums in between those pictures. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, okay, well, so on to our next one here. We are talking about the importance of asking for help and mm-hmm. maybe learning how to delegate and, and also just surrounding yourself with people that are supportive. Um, it's, you know, it's, it is harder for some people than others, but making a little goal for yourself to say, you know what, I anticipate this next week being really tough and I'm going to ask for help or I'm going to ask um, maybe a family member to, to come over and help me out, maybe spend a little time with my my kids so that they, I feel like they're getting some enriching time. And um, that really helps to make us feel better too. This actually came up just yesterday, or I should say a couple of times this week. Um, We went on vacation last week. So this particular week, I didn't schedule any camps or anything. This is kind of the last full week of summer for my kids. And I have a lot going on for work. And so I actually asked my mom and my mother-in-law, I'm very lucky that they're both nearby, to come over and just hang out with my kids, kind of do some games and go swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and it made me feel better because I knew they weren't just bebopping around the house all day, every day for five days straight while I'm <laughs> right. stuck in my office. And um, they had a good time. I felt better about it. I didn't feel as guilty because I knew they were getting some inter- interaction and some enrichment from another adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they loved doing it too. And so it did take me asking for help. But when I actually kind of processed it, I realized that my mom and my mother-in-law were happy. They were they were glad that I asked them to come over and play. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to kind of think about what is the barrier to asking for help? Why do people, why do moms not want to ask for help? Usually the person who's being asked is actually very happy to help. So kind of have to challenge your, your beliefs around that and your, and your thoughts around what those barriers are um, and kind of, you know, and, and be okay with it. And it might even be that you're... Uh, asking for professional support if you need to, right? So it's not mm-hmm. just, yeah. but, you know, if you are really struggling with parenting guilt and struggling as, I know I will say for myself, I definitely sought um, counseling when my kids were a little bit earlier. I was just having a really hard time juggling being a mom, that transition mm-hmm. to being a mom and working and kind of um, organizing all of it and just all the emotions that went into it. And it definitely helped. So, you know, trying to, to permission yourself to get help, whether it's, you know, informal or formal. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good tip. And also within that kind of what I'm hearing is in order to ask for help, you have to know yourself really well. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of moms might, and I I'm guilty of this, but being like, I'll just do it, (laughs) you know, I'll just do it all. I'll do the dishes and and this and that, and I'll cart them off and I I can handle it. Right. But Mm -hmm. then there's a, comes a point when you're like, I can't, I actually can't handle, cannot handle it. And I think it's, it's about recognizing that. And so sometimes like you're saying, you know, we want to proactively recognize it. So we might say, Mm -hmm. you know, last year during summer, like your example, we had that one week before school. We, it was after our vacation. I I Mm -hmm. already know that's going to be a really difficult week. So I'm going to proactively ask for help based on history, right? I know how this went last time. But mm-hmm. I think it's about kind of owning it and understanding and, and maybe thinking about your, again, it kind of goes back to thinking about your, ex, what are your expectations for yourself? Are they unrealistic? And if so, then mm-hmm. this is a perfect time. Well, maybe we could ask for some help here um, and yeah. delegate those tasks. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess along that line, um, our next one, we want to make sure uh, that you are taking care of yourself. Right. So we hear this one a lot. I I know we've brought it up a lot and you hear it everywhere. But Phil, uh, what is it? Um, Put on your oxygen mask first Mm -hmm. and then you can put on your kids on the airplane. That's kind of the traditional what everybody goes to. But that is so important, not only on the airplane, but also in life. So really making sure that you can fill your tank. How does that happen? And we might have talked about this before on another podcast, but figuring out how you kind of take a, um, like fill your tank. What am I trying to say? Like refresh yourself. (laughs) Yeah. What is the word? Fill my word in Angie. What am I trying to say? Um, fill your, yeah. Fill your cup. Fill your, yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. So whether it be, I go for a workout, that's for me personally, that's what helps me. I go for a workout and then I get my kids and I'm like, Oh man, I feel great. I'm I'm excited to parent. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of filling my tank. Excited to parent today. It's so true. Psyched up for it. Just a sidebar to that, like physical fitness. I don't know about you, Angie, but when I work, 
workout, it, it makes me like happy and, and excited for, for things. And so I actually purposely put my workout. I know you put mm-hmm. yours in the morning, but I purposely yeah. put my workout like right before that, that six o'clock time where everything is always a little bit more nutty. So hmm, I work out and then I get my kids and I'm like, oh man. And, and again, like, yeah, I'm excited to parent because I'm in like a really good mood from working out. So yeah. I guess that's how I fill my tank. <laughs> you do that yeah. at 6 p.m.? Like before? 5 p.m. So 5 p.m., 5 okay. p.m. 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. I usually get my kids. It's a, well, and the cool thing is it's a quick, it's a, I think it's probably meant for moms because it's only a 45 minute class. So it's, mm-hmm. it's short, um, which I really like because in our, obviously it just feels really long. And when you're working out, I'm like, ah, oh, but a 45 minute class is perfect. Yeah. So it's right now, right by our house. I hop on over, I go work out and then I hop on and get the kids and it's, it's good. Well, I usually, I love that. That's such a good me, idea too, right? Yeah. Cause like people always talk about, do you work out in the morning? And you and mm-hmm. I, you, you've talked to me many a times when I'm like, it's like 7 a.m. my time and I'm on the treadmill. Yes. But, um, and you're on the treadmill, but, yeah. I know. Um, but that I love that because it's kind of like a recharge for the day where you get like mm-hmm. a second win to be yes. like, okay, I did something for myself and now I'm, I'm geared up to go into mommy mode. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it breaks up my day a little bit. I know I've talked to so many parents about like, when you're a working mom, there's no off switch. You just go from working to mm-hmm. momming, to sleeping, to working, to momming, to sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like this just cycle. And so finding ways, and I guess that's part of this tip, right? But finding ways to break that up. So, and I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. You know, if it's, you go in your room and you read a book for 15 minutes while your, your partner is, is doing something with the kids, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, take a minute to recharge. That's the word I was looking for. So yeah. recharge that battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And along yeah. with that, I think there's a, a, a part two to this tip, but don't beat yourself up if, if something doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to go. Parenting mm-hmm. is really hard. And thinking about the morning time, which can be stressful, or the evening, which is stressful, or really any time in between. But sometimes you might lose your cool, and, and that's yeah. okay. I tell parents all the time, kind of one of my go-tos to parents is the 80-20 rule. So if you're if you're doing it right and you're you feel like you're crushing it 80% of the time, wonderful. There's always going to be that 20% that you're like, well, you know, maybe I didn't handle that one the right way. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think sometimes just don't beat yourself up over that and got to give yourself a little grace. Yeah, that's really important to remember. And I think that's a big contributor to mom guilt is, Mm -hmm. oh, I yelled, you know, I'm terrible. And we have to remember that just because you become a mom doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden a perfect human or a perfect right. specimen and model of, you know, perfection. And or patience. That we, a model yeah. of pa- Oh, you're so patient. What? You should see me with my kids, right? Like, it's so hard sometimes to stay patient with kids. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a really interesting cycle. For me, it's a quick cycle. Like, I will, I'll be frustrated um, after a long day. The kids are acting up. They're not listening and stuff. And so I'm losing my patience. But then as soon as I go to bed, I feel terrible. Like, oh, yes, why didn't uh-huh. I just have more patience? And it's mm-hmm. literally in this one hour cycle that it happens. I'm so quickly um, coming down hard on myself. And then mm-hmm. the whole, and then I'm like, oh, why, why did I act that way? And then I'm just going to do better tomorrow. And then this, you know, you kind of go through the cycle yep. again. And I guess that's good to reflect. Um, there's a, there's a tipping point though, right? It's good mm-hmm. to reflect and say, I'm going to try better. I'm going to do these sort of 
healthy things to give me an outlet for outlet for stress and I'm not going to tip the scale into yelling and losing my cool. Um, but then there, it's very quick before you can get into feeling guilty about that behavior. So it's it's a fine line sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you have to be careful. What am I what am I thinking in my brain, right? So what are you telling yourself? I think mm-hmm. that's kind of really important. If yeah. you're, it's okay. I, I think it's one of those things where it's okay if you you say, okay, I'm gonna try better next time and here's my plan. You know, mm-hmm. instead of just constantly beating yourself up for it and being like, right. I- I'll keep trying, you know, and you're not really, you're, you're, you didn't really come up with a plan and so therefore it's just kind of, like you said, just a cycle. You're not really getting anywhere and that's very, that can be really yeah. difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So getting down to the last couple here, um, one that we liked really when we were prepping for this is be transparent with your kids. So mm-hmm. kind of modeling appropriate and proactive stress management um, <laughs> strategies, right? <laughs> right? So yes. when we are starting to kind of ramp up or you know get frustrated, we can be honest with our kids. I, I think being transparent and saying, you know what, I'm feeling stressed out right now. Mom needs a break. I need to go Mm -hmm. in the other room. Um, That helps me to calm down because I'm starting to get angry and I'm looking at your guys' behavior and I'm not liking that right now, but I'm going to calm down so that I don't yell, right? So being transparent, letting your kids know the process even that you're going through, it's a really good way to model for them how to address stress. That will also reduce guilt because you're able to kind of act appropriately and be a good model for your kids and, and kind of be proud of yourself for mm-hmm. acting the way yeah. that you want. Yeah. So um, that's just another one to kind of uh, throw out there. Yeah, I think that's such a good one. And I I, I feel like what kind of a tip within a tip here on this one would be sometimes you have to practice that outside of the moment. So you might actually say, okay, the next time I'm feeling this way or the next time this happens where I'm really overly stressed, I'm going to say this. And so mm-hmm. I tell moms all the time, give yourself that phrase. And, and that phrase yeah. could be exactly what you just said, right? I'm feeling really stressed right now. Mom needs a break. I'm going to go do that. But sometimes the more you do it, outside of those moments, the better you'll be in those moments because that becomes your natural response versus what what your other natural response might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of have a, it sounds like have a plan, right? Kind of like prep it ahead of time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Exactly. So the next one, we'll, a couple more. Um, This one might be my favorite. (laughs) So uh, view the day through your child's eyes. And I Mm -hmm. think this one's so important because if you view the day through your eyes as, as with mom guilt, right, it might look mm-hmm. pretty negative. You might think, wow, we had a tantrum. You know, I, oh, we had, I got stuck in traffic. My child was late to school. Like you might then think about all these negative things. But if you look at it through your child's eyes, it might look completely different. So sitting mm-hmm. in traffic, maybe you sang a song and they were like, well, that was really fun or, you know, whatever the, the tantrum, maybe they didn't see it that way. Right. So I, I, uh, there's a really cool, really cute YouTube video and I mm-hmm. urge you to watch it. It will probably bring you to tears. <laughs> um, definitely brought me to tears. I saw this a long time ago. I think it was on TV somewhere and it was a mother's day commercial and mm-hmm. it has stuck with me for years. So it's called, Uh, a normal day, 
by Story of This Life. So look that up. It's a really cute one and a half minute video. And at the very end of the video, it says, because you're normal, maybe they're magical. And it's just, uh, it's it's really cute. So definitely look it up. Mm-hmm. I showed it, shared it with Angie earlier. Um, and it's just a really adorable video. Yeah, it just made me think about perspectives, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So our perspectives could be totally different than our kids. And I think if you, yeah, if you do see your kid's life through their eyes and you kind of appreciate the day for, you know, how they've experienced it, that might help you feel a little bit better and not as guilty. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know what? They actually, for me as an adult, it was a, it was kind of a, a you know, kind of a ridiculous, it was a loss, but for the kids, yeah, they kind of right. had a blast with all the spilt cereal and all that, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And our last tip that we have before we get into a recap is to know yourself. And this one kind of ties into a couple of the other ones that we were talking about before. Um, But it is really important to kind of know who you are as a parent. Um, Kristen, you kind of alluded to this earlier and I was gonna jump Mm -hmm. in at that point, but I thought I'd save it for now. if you're a mom who's kind of a perfectionist, um, you know, or you're a mom, I, I will say for myself, it's kind of funny. I, we have a group of mom friends and the kids are kind of up the same time, you know, same age as my kids. So we all get together and stuff and they always have this, I guess, persona of me, which is, oh, I'm the one that can juggle it all, right? Angie, oh, Angie mm-hmm, does all right. the things, all the stuff. And she does so many things and, you know, you're always... You always got it. And so now I, ha- I feel like I have, this is my my character that, that I was created, you know, maybe a little bit by me, but a little bit for me. And so now I just, there's this extra pressure to mm-hmm. always look composed. And I'm the one that, you know, my kids always got, you know, the school supplies on time and I'm the one that's mm-hmm. always got all this, right? And so I know that about myself and that, and I recognize that that is contributing to um, any guilt, because if I just slip up even a little bit, you know, I'm going to break that character. And so mm-hmm. it's important yeah. to, to kind of know myself and to challenge that a little bit and to say, Hey, I don't need to be perfect. You know, my friends aren't going to think any, you know, poorly of me just because I forgot to send in the permission slip, you know, it's, so you kind of have to know who you are, kind of know your personality and and maybe challenge that a little bit. And, and also just try to set yourself up for success too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's you're, we are so good at beating ourselves up and we have to try to spin that a little bit and set ourselves up for success. Like, for example, if you know that you're the kind of person where you are totally exhausted with your parenting by six (laughs) o'clock, then it's good (laughs) to kind of establish that up front. So, you know, all right, I got to get X, Y, and Z done before six o'clock because at that point, it's kind of, I'm running on fumes at that point. Mm-hmm. So I need to get the yeah. hard stuff. Like maybe I give my kids a bath, you know, as soon as we get home from um, from school or, right. you know, mm-hmm. at a different yeah. time or in the morning or whenever, try to, to kind of know yourself, know what your limits are. Um, and so that you can end the day, you know, on a, on a good note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this one. I think it's so important and, you know, probably not to much surprise, but I'm very much like you, Angie, in that I feel like 
people perceive me as put together, <laughs> I think, <laughs> um, and, and kind of, you know, doing the things on time. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example. So we started school last week and we actually, we moved just, you know, a month before school started. And so my son switched schools. He's in first grade now. We went Mm -hmm. to kindergarten at a different school. Well, both schools were uniform schools because here um, it's pretty cool. The public school system has uniforms, which I like because then there's like no questioning what he's wearing. So that's kind of cool. But so the uniform itself was the same, except for, of course, you can get like the uniform logoed tee for the school Mm -hmm. itself. So we had uniforms, but I didn't have any of the logoed shirts. And I was like, oh man, like he's starting school. He doesn't have any logoed shirts. He doesn't have his Friday shirt. Like he didn't have any of those things. And, and normally I would kind of beat myself up for it because I'd feel bad. Like, oh no, on Friday, he's going to be the only one without a, a spirit day shirt. And, you know, but I had to say, Hey, listen, we just switched schools. I didn't know what you know, what he was going to have to wear. And now I know, I actually didn't even know it was a uniformed school until a week before school. (laughs) So I didn't even have that information. Um, So I just had to say it's okay. And I ordered them like two days ago and he'll get it in a few couple weeks maybe and it will be okay. Like what's the worst that can happen? Right, right, exactly. Nothing. Yeah, Yeah, he just didn't have the shirt. And, and, you know, kind of going back to the tip before, he didn't care, right? Like Mm -hmm. he's, he was like, okay, cool. I'll just wear just my regular Navy polo, you know, like he just didn't even, didn't even bother him at all. So it's just so important sometimes to think about the big picture. Right. Yeah. What's most important. He didn't care. Nobody got hurt. It's kind of like, what was the the problem really? Was it kind of almost orchestrated in your mind that it was a bigger Mm -hmm. deal than it is? And so I think that is a really nice illustration of one of the big themes too, is just kind of challenge this mom guilt. Where is this coming from? Are we creating mm-hmm. this in ourselves? Is it really necessary? What right. what bad things are going to happen, you know, if we are a little bit late or we slip up one time? Probably mm-hmm. not much. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, good. Should we do a quick, that was the last one. So I guess we can do a real, uh, a recap and then we can probably jump into our real talk if you want. Yeah. All right. So The first tip is if you're going back to work, remember your purpose for working. Absolutely. Number two, think about quality versus quantity. If you can't spend a ton of uninterrupted, very, very long stretches of time with your kids, make that time that you do have with them worth it. Mm -hmm. Tip three, things are not as they seem, always as they seem on social media. So... Sometimes what you see on social media, as we talked about before, could be edited, right? It's, it might not be exactly as, as it was in this situation. So just don't compare your, try not to compare yourself to what you see on social media. Yep. And think about asking for help, maybe delegating if you can, surround yourself with supportive people. And then if you need to, allow yourself to get some professional support. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to take care of yourself. So fill up your cup, show yourself some compassion, and definitely do not beat yourself up if you lose your cool. Mm -hmm. Next, be transparent with your kids. Uh, If you need to take a break, model appropriate Mm -hmm. behavior, model appropriate proactive maybe stress management, and uh, that'll be a good life school for them and and make make you feel a little bit better as well. Mm-hmm. And view the day through your child's eyes. So you might see if you take it from their perspective, the day may not have been that bad. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And then last but not least, know yourself. Know the kind of person you are, kind of you know, where some of this mom guilt comes from and make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. So if you know that you're going to get real tired by a certain time or you just kind of operate in a certain way, make a plan, uh, make sure that you can end the day, you know, feeling good about yourself. Yeah. So I think we have some time. We can do a real talk with real moms. Um, I know we've been in and out with that one, but I've got a couple good ones for today. So I'll share. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know I mentioned before that, that Parker now is going into first grade this year, and he just we just started, and part of his homework, which they started a little bit last year, but much more this year, is everyone's familiar with that 15 minutes of reading, right? Mm-hmm. So he's getting a lot better at reading, and he can read, but he wants someone with him when he's reading, um, and this has been really difficult to manage. Um, so... He, of course, you know, I'm trying to think, well, how do I have, and those, like we talked about before, those those evening minutes, right? I've got like 20, you know, how do I have quality time with him and quality time with my daughter? My little one is already sleeping, which is helpful, but I can't even imagine a year from now when yeah. he's not. Um, I don't know how any, anyone juggles it, but so, so my daughter the other night got really upset because... Parker got an extra book, but he didn't Mm -hmm. really get an extra book for story time. He was actually reading it with my husband too. So that even took me out of the equation, but Mm -hmm. she knew like he got special one-on-one time um, reading his, you know, book with daddy for 15 minutes, or it was probably maybe less than that. But um, so then when I read a book to her and then I read a book to, well, I read a book to them because he came in the room when I was reading to her Mm -hmm. and she thought of it, she actually mentioned it. So I read that book and then I went to, to leave and she was like, but Parker got an extra book, you know, and, and having a typical four-year-old just meltdown. Yeah. Um, Keeping score was, starts early. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I was just like, wow, she knew she like she got a book. But because Parker joined in on that book, he got two books and mm-hmm. she got one book. And I was just it was so interesting. So. I tried to rationalize with her and it didn't really, I mean, she ended up going to sleep. So that was kind of um, just a unique situation because I was thinking about it. In that case, I had my husband involved where he was reading with Parker, but you know, there's many nights where he's not here and I'm thinking, how am I going to manage? How am I going to manage that? I don't even know. I haven't, I haven't come up with a plan yet, but yeah. Whoa. That's a tough one. Yeah. It doesn't make you feel great when you're like, right? oh, oh, but she was okay. She ended up being okay. Um, but I will say the next, so this was actually just last night. We, he had a homework assignment. They gave him homework for the week and, um, he had to finish it up Thursday night. And because he was getting some attention from me, obviously to finish up his homework, I assigned the same homework assignment to my daughter. So he had to draw a family picture. And so I was like, Hey, Oh, Kiki, can you draw? We call her Kiki. Um, I was like, can you draw a family picture too? So you can draw while well, he's drawing it. And, and that worked really well. So I think, I guess maybe the, the solution might be to bring the other child in on that special time if you need to. That's a good idea. I kind of, I yeah. remember doing something similar when my kids, because they're kind of similar in age gap to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. When, when Lily went into school, Rosie was still in preschool, didn't have any homework. And yeah, mm-hmm. that was hard because I was giving Lily a lot of attention and Rosie's yeah. just like, what about me? You know, so right. yeah, mm-hmm. kind of assigning tasks that are, you know, they feel are very important, but it's right. really just a way to make them, you know, feel like they're also um, getting some attention from you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, that's just such a hard 
it's a hard, that's a hard time frame to, yeah. to feel like you're, you're, you know, you are, you feel like you're pulled in so many different directions and you, and you, and that it's that feeling of, Oh, I want to make sure everyone goes to bed happy. Everyone's needs are met, but then also I'm tired and I want to go sit down too. So it's just a, sometimes it can be a perfect storm, but I think all the tips that we talked about today are, are such a good, you know, good reminders for me too. Yeah. I think it's similar to mine what you just said too, you want everybody to go to bed happy. And that, I mean, that's just the perfect example too of, of, you know, what can fuel mom guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Is And yep. we talk about that at work too, right? We want all of our employees to always be happy, but it's not, it's at some point it's unattainable. You know, you can't, right. not everybody is going to be happy all the time. You just can't do it all. And, um, just wait. So with my kids, now that they're older, getting into older elementary school, they get a a lot more strategic about their words. And it's just, I mean, lately they'll say things like, you know, mom, um, this summer, you just, you just really didn't spend that much time with us. You know, you're just, every time we see you, you're at your computer. I mean, (laughs) just like, break my heart, ladies. So, um, I think kind of just reminding myself, look, uh, yeah, okay, I hear you. There's certain times where I can step away and certain times when I can't. And I kind of help rationalize with myself that, yeah, you know what, on on a certain day, maybe where my schedule is lighter, I am going to. Like yesterday, I ended a little bit early. We sat down and we played apples to apples. And um, we and I ended up, we watched um, Little Rascals because it was one of their mm-hmm. last nights. Aww, you know, movie. I sat down with them. Usually I don't. Yeah. Um, but I sat down with them and they love that. And, you know, I was kind of sneaking some work on my phone, you know, so <laughs> they didn't see. But just, you know, so I kind of rationalize it where like some days I'm just going to be working a lot. And other days when I do mm-hmm. have a lighter schedule, then I will put that effort in and that will make them happy. And I'll feel better about it, too, when I put in that mm-hmm. extra effort when, when I can't. Right. You know, I was just thinking we probably need a, a sequel to this and the episode should be how to respond to our kids when they say things like that. Yeah. When kids are mean, because, when kids yes, are your feelings. Yeah. You're right. Because it's so true. And I get asked that a lot on, on my consultations with parents. Kids will, in fact, I had one today and I have gotten this common theme throughout the entire summer where a parent might say, we did this and this and this and this and this. And then my, my child focuses on the one thing that went wrong and, <laughs> or that and we how frustrating. Do. Right. What we didn't do. Or in this case, this morning, the parent was like, we had to wake up for a 4 a.m. flight, but we went on vacation for a week. And then all he focused on was the 4 a.m. flight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's so true. I mean, I feel like sometimes we maybe we have to, you know, we'll definitely have to have an episode on. Okay, what do we how do we respond to kids when they come at they throw throw things at us and we're not really sure how to not take it personally? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much for joining us on our 27th episode of Behaviorally Speaking. Our next episode, we will talk to two guests who have siblings with various support needs and disabilities to better understand the perspective of being a sibling. Until then, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You've been listening to Behaviorally Speaking with Angela Nelson and Kristen Bondi. Brought to you by Rethink Care. Find out more at RethinkCare.com. You can find past podcast episodes under the resources tab. We also invite you to subscribe, follow, like, and leave us feedback wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Your feedback helps us prepare topics and content for future episodes. Until next time, have a great day.